Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Nazir daf Mem Tesla. Alicia left off at the very top of daf Mem Tesla. And all of you, thank Alicia Graf once again for uh, covering the daf Yomi Shir while I was gone. As far as I know, I don't have any scheduled trips uh, coming up. Not until I go to Kaylee the Ezra Hashem. So, uh, so we should be uh, we should be okay for a while. Today's Shir is sponsored by Dr. David Lander in honor of his wife and children. Ali Ili Nishmas' mother, Golda Vasimcha Shalom. I was at lunch on Shabbos and there was uh, an 11 year old boy that said a Dvar Torah, and apparently he listens to the daf. He said, Before I say the Dvar Torah, I want to say this uh, Dvar Torah is sponsored by Dr. David Lander and not his wife and children. So uh, the legend of Dr. David Lander uh, continues. So, uh, so we, uh, what we're going to discuss today is the, uh, the following how, how does Rabbi Akiva Darshan, the phrase, La'aviv Uli Imo, or each word, La'aviv Uli Imo, that the Torah says in the context of a Kohen Gadol not being metame, that among the people a Kohen Gadol is not allowed to be metame to, are aviv v'imo. What do we darshan from the word la'aviv and from the word li'imo? And then the Gemara is going to discuss how Rabbi Akiva darshans the phrase v'al kol nafshos meis lo yavo that, uh, that it says in the Torah by a Kohen Gadol that uh, so what do we darshan from each uh, word in that phrase? V'al kol nafshos meis Lo yavo, that a Kohen Gadol is not allowed to be metame to kol nafshos meis. Then the Mishnah on Amr Beis is going to talk about the idea that when a Nazir is metame, that he's megaleach on the Tumah, and that it's Sosers and Naziros, and he brings these Karbanos, the whole is only by certain types of Tumah. So the Mishnah is going to identify which types of Tumah from a dead body would, uh, would cause a Nazir to have to be megaleach on those Tumahs. And it's going to describe the process of a Nazir being megaleach on such Tuma. Then the Gemara is going to tell us about the conversation that happened when Sumchus came into Rabbi Yehuda's base Medrash following Rabbi Meir's Petira. Sumchus was the Talmud Mufak of Rabbi Meir. After Rabbi Meir died, Rabbi Yehuda warned his Talmidim, better not let any of Rabbi Meir's Talmidim into our base Medrash. Somehow Sumchus snuck his way in and the conversation that ensued when Sumchus came into Rabbi Yehuda's base Medrash after Rabbi Meir's Petira. So let's begin at the very top of Daf Mem Tassam Ralef. Ula Rabbi Akiva. So again, the Gemara is going to discuss how does Rabbi Akiva Darshin la'aviv imo that the Torah says by Kohen Gadol not being metame that Kohen Gadol may not be metame la'aviv imo. So the Rabbi Akiva Michti loshna Kohen Luchudev loshna Kohen Gadol vihu Nazir. It doesn't matter if he's a Kohen Gadol Luchudev if a person's only special status is that he's a Kohen Gadol, or, or if his, he has a, a, a double special status that he's both a Kohen Gadol and a Nazir. In both cases, nafka. We learn from the word la'achiv that he's allowed to be metame lemeis mitzvah. Meaning we make the drasha la'achivenu metame avol metame lemeis mitzvah. So it doesn't matter if he's just a kohen gadol or if he's a kohen gadol also happens to be a nazir. He's allowed to be metame to a meis mitzvah. So therefore la'aviv uli imo lamali. When it says that a kohen gadol is not allowed to be metame la'aviv uli imo, why does the Torah have to write those words? It doesn't. It's not. It's not needed. To teach me that uh, that la vivuli mo that we don't need to, to learn from there that from la vivuli mo the, the idea that there's nisser of being metame the krovim because Rabbi Kiva learns that from the pasuk by Kohen Gadol v'al kol nafshos meis lo yavo right that's what we had in yesterday's stuff that he learns from the pasuk by Kohen Gadol v'al kol nafshos meis lo yavo that that teaches me that he's not allowed to be metame to krovim 
nor do I need it to teach me the heter for a coin gadol to be mitami to umes mitzvah, because that I learned from La'achiv that it says by Nazir that La'achiv who did a mitami, Avon mitami who umes mitzvah, because if a Nazir who is also a coin gadol is allowed to be mitami umes mitzvah, so a coin gadol alone is allowed to be mitami umes mitzvah as well. So says Gemara. Okay, here's what we need: the words La'aviv uliimo to teach me. Tzrichi, I need the Torah to tell me both La'aviv and uliimo to tell me that a kohen gadol is not allowed to be metame to aviv and to imo. You're right that we already had a drasha that he's not allowed to be metame to krovim, but I might have thought that aviv and imo, either aviv or imo, is an exception. The cause of aviv had it only said aviv hava amina hainu time had the Torah only said that he's not allowed to be metame that a kohen gadol is not allowed to be metame to his father. I would say, of course he can't be metame to his father, because how do I know that this fellow is even his father? Mishum chazaka bi'almahu. He only it's only a chazaka of rov bi'ilo sacharabal that tells me that this is his father. But I don't have a raya barura. They didn't have DNA evidence back in the day. They didn't know for sure that this is his father. So a father where there's no uh, where the, where the relationship is not one hundred percent. It's not provable. It's all totally in the chazaka. I would say yes. That's where the Torah tells me that you're not allowed to be metamitim because for all you know, he's not your father. Such a svara appears in the Gemara and Chulin, Tafir Aleph, that one of the makaros for the concept of rov minatora, the Gemara and says, where do we find the concept of rov minatora? So one of the makaros that it brings is the fact that a maka aviv is chayiv misa. That if a person strikes his father, he's chayiv misa. How could you be chayiv misa? Maybe he's not your father. So Elamai, you see that you follow the rov. And if rov bi'ilo sachar abal, so you have to assume that the man you assumed was your father, that the man that was married to your mother is in fact uh, your father. So that's one of the sources that we follow uh, That we follow rov. So it doesn't really mean over here chazaka, right? We say mishum de chazaka bi'almuhu, it's a chazaka that's created because of a rov, right? It's really rov. It's rov bilo sacharbal, and therefore it's muchzak that this person is your father. It's interesting that in the Medrash in Taras Kanim, they dash in the Pesukim by a Kohen Hedyot, that it says, ki imlish, by a Kohen Hedyot, who's allowed to be metame to his father, it says, ki im l'she'ero akaravilav li'imo la'aviv l'ubno l'bito l'achiv Right, the Torah identifies the relatives that a regular Kohen is allowed to be metame to. So in Torah's Karnim, it has a drasha that if it only would have said Imo and not La'aviv, that he's allowed to be metame to his mother, and had the Torah not told me he's allowed to be metame to his father, I would have said, yeah, he's allowed to be metame to his mother, uh, but uh, not to his father, because his father's not a Vadai. So maybe he shouldn't be allowed to be metame to his father. So in Shuvah Sarashba, in Chav Zayin, the Rashba is uh, one of the more prolific Rishonim in terms of Shilas and Chuvas. We have thousands and thousands and thousands of Chuvas from the Rashba. I was just listening to Rav Lapiansky on the plane back from California. Rav Lapiansky, once a month, and uh, before Rosh Chodesh, uh, gives a, uh, a, 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 a talk about a different uh, Rishon. No, well, it's not always Rishon, sometimes Nachman, a different uh, personality. So he spoke about the Rivash 
this week. So he said that this month. So he said that the Rivash has a total of like 500 Shuvas. And if you search in Barilan, how many times Rivash is quoted in Beis Yosef? It's about 500 times. Like every single Shuvas are Rivash somehow made it into uh, the, the Beis Yosef. The Rashba, probably not every single one made it in, but the Rashba was very prolific and he has many, many Shuvas. So the Rashba, so the 27th Shuva of the Rashba, he asked, why doesn't it say that the Kohen could be Matami to his father? Meaning, what's this Drasha? I would have thought that the Kohen cannot be, can only be Matami to his mother because he knows it's his mother, but he doesn't know it's his father. Wait, if you don't know it's your father, then you don't know that you're a Kohen. Meaning, we only know that he's a Kohen because he's assuming that his father's a Kohen, so he must be a Kohen. So, he should be allowed to be Matami. If it's his father, so then it's just as good as his mother. And if it's not his father, so he's not a Kohen. He's got nothing to worry about. So, uh, and how does the, and, and that's a kasha you can ask by the drush of, this, of the Torah's Kohenim when it comes to Kohen Hedyot. And, or, or you could ask her on the Trichusa that our Gemara makes when it comes to a Kohen Gadol. That had it only said La'aviv, I would say, oh, but la, la, uh, the, that only La'aviv is Yenu Metame because he's not your Aviv Vadai. No, maybe I would think uh, if he's a Kohen Gadol, he's not the son of this Kohen, that he's Mesiach Esachorav, so then he's a Mamzer and he's not Muzrala Tuma Bechlal, right? And he wouldn't have any Yisr Tuma, he wouldn't be a Kohen Bechlal. So, uh, the, uh, so, so that's the Kasha. So the Karen Ora suggests that the Gemara does not mean to say that because of this suffix, the Torah asks a Kohen Gadol to be metame to, uh, to, to his mother. Um, it's a Svara Alma to just to tell me that the kurva that a Kohen Gadol has with his mother is a greater kurva than that which he has with his father. Meaning, it's not really a reasonable doubt. When we say that we follow Rove and that, and that generates a chazaka, that this is your father, it means we're 100% sure. I mean, once we follow Rove, that is your father. But because the basis of the relationship is only a rove, that means that the kurva is not the same kurva that one has with the mother. That a mother is a close, the havamina is that a mother is a closer relative than a father is. So that's the havamina the Gemara is working on over here. So again, if it only would have said aviv, that a coin gadol is not allowed to be metami to aviv, I would say, of course it can't be metami to aviv. He doesn't even know for sure that it's his father, and it's only based on a rove, which generates a chazaka, and therefore it's not as close a relationship. But a mother who we know that she birthed him, so maybe he has a mitzvah to be metame to, uh, to, to his mother. I, that which the Torah says by Kohen Gadol, I'll call Nafshos Meis Lo Yavo. Tosus and the Rush point out, Rabbi Akiva Darshins, that that comes to be Marba Krovim, that he's not allowed to be metame to. So I would say, yeah, Krovim, Itzalaav. That means paternal relatives, but it doesn't mean maternal relatives. Maybe maternal relatives are much closer. So that's why the Torah say Uli Imo, to teach me that he's not even allowed to be metame to his mother. Because of Rachmana Imo, and if it only would have said Imo, and not, uh, and not Aviv Hava Amina, I would say, yeah, he's not allowed to be metame to his mother. Imo lo letamila, to love Azil Zara Basra, because uh, the yichus of the family doesn't go after the mother. His status in Judaism follows his mother, meaning if the mother's a Jew and the father of one son is not a Jew, so he's Jewish based on his mother, but everything else about his status 
follows the father, what Shevet he belongs to, is he a Kohen, is he a Levi, is he Israel? All of those kinds of things follow the father. But since we learn from a Pasuk in uh, Sefer Bamidbar and in Parshas Bamidbar, where it says, that Mishpachas Av is Kriya Mishpacha, that uh, son is Mesiaches after his father, so I might think that while a Kohen Gadol cannot be Metami to his mother, that's because the relationship's not as strong, because only Mishpachas Av is Kriya Mishpacha, but he might be able to be Metami to his father. So Kamash that's why the Torah tell me that a Kohen Gadol is not allowed to be Metami neither to his mother nor to his father. Now, according to the Tzad, that Kirvas Aviv is a greater uh, Kurva than Kirvas Imo, the Isra of Tumma that it says by Krovim is uh, one word, Tosus points out, one would imagine, I'll call Nashos Meisoyavo, which is about Krovim, according to that Tzad, would be only Krovea Ein. Just like according to the other Tzad, it would have been only Krovea Av. So according to this Tzad, it would have been only Krovea Ein. But Kamash Milan, they're all Krovim, they're all the same, that a Kohen Gadol is not allowed to be Matame. To any relatives, paternal, maternal, the actual father, the actual mother, he's not allowed to be metame to any of them. He's only allowed to be metame lemeis mitzvah. That's the only actor of a kohen gadol to be metame. So once the Gemara brings the drush of Rabbi Akiva on the pasuk that it says by Nazir of al nefesh meis lo yavo la avivli imo, right? We had uh, we had this uh, drasha. So the Gemara brings another drush of Rabbi Akiva on the pasuk that it says by kohen gadol al kol nafshos meis lo yavo. Just to point out, Tosus points out the Brisa in Masechus Vachem and Afkuf tells us that Rabbi Kiva darshans the Psukim by the Isra Tumma to Anazir differently than we darshaned it over here. That uh, the way we, we quoted Rabbi Kiva's drasha here in Masechus Nazir on the Psukim of Anazir's Isra Tumma di- is different than the way the Gemara in Zvachim records Rabbi Akiva's drashas of the Isra Tumma of Anazir. The way the Gemara in Zvachim Davkuf darshans it is Nefesh Elu Akrovim Meis Elu Arachokim Laaviv so Nefesh teaches me he's not allowed to be Metami to relatives. Mace teaches me, um, I'm, I'm sorry, Mace teaches me he's not allowed to be Metami to non relatives. Laaviv teaches me that he is allowed to be Metami to Mace Mitzvah. He's not allowed to be Metami to a father, but there must be someone you know, even more important to be Metami to, namely a Mace Mitzvah. And Le'imo teaches me that if he's a Kohen who is also a Nazir, even he is allowed to be Metami to a Mace Mitzvah, even though he has a double status of Kedusha, of being a Kohen and a Nazir. And Lo'achiv teaches me that if he was a Kohen Gadol and he's a Nazir, he's allowed to be Metami to a Mace Mitzvah. So Tosos in Dibra Maskel Mashani points out that even though the Sugya over here tells me that it has to say Lo'aviv and Le'imo to tell me the Isra to be Metami to them in particular, meaning over here we're Darshaning that it had only had the aviv, I would have thought only the aviv is no matami, but he's matami to the mother because she's closer, or vice versa. It doesn't say that in Zvachim. In Zvachim, they're separately mudim from the aviv and the imo, not just to bounce them off of each other and to show why each one is needed, even though you have the other one. Um, the uh, they has separately mudim from lovely imo. He says the the Tos says the brisos are not uh, disagreeing with each other. It's only different Rabbi Akiva. What it means to say is mila avul the imo that it's says by a Kohen Gadol, we learn that Avavi Imo are, uh, are, are, are equal when it comes to the Isra Tumah. Once we learn that by a Kohen Gadol, Misvara, I would know that by a Nazar also, you shouldn't be Mechalik between the Isra Tumah of an Av and the Isra Tumah of an Aim. So Mela, the words Lavu Imo that it says by Nazir are extra to make two, uh, two separate
separate uh, drushos. That's how Tosos is miyashiv, that you wouldn't need the, the love of Lima for the Trichusa that we have in our Gemara, both by Kohen Gadol and by a Nazir. So, uh, so that's why in one place you have just to tell me that they're the same, and then the other place to, to have a, a separate drasha from each one of them. Okay, but now the Gemara asks... Again, we're about to quote how Rabbi Kiva Darshan's the Pasuk by a Kohen Gadol, where it says, Valkol Nafshos Meis Loyavo. So, Valkol Nafshos Meis Loyavo by a Kohen Gadol, Lameli. Why does the Torah have to tell me that you're not allowed to be Metame to call Nafshos, that a Kohen Gadol's not allowed to be Metame to call Nafshos Meis? So, we're going to Darshan each phrase in the Pasuk. So, first, Alkol la afuke rechokim. That the phrase alkol it, it tells me the drasha that he's not allowed to be metamid to rechokim. Now this is in uh, the, this language is a little bit messed up. La afuke always means to exclude. Over here, la afuke does not mean to exclude. Tosus points out in Dibra Maskal alkol that this is we're in Nazir land. So uh, in, again, in the Dharm Nazir, the language is always messed up. It's always a little bit different. So over here, la afuke does not mean to exclude. It means to derive from. Like nafkale mehaikra, that we derive it from uh, from this pasuk. So over here, that's what la afuke means. So it's an unusual usage of the term la afuke. So we darshan from al kol that uh, that a nazir is not allowed to be metame to rechokim. That he's uh, he's not allowed to be metame to people who are not related to him. Now the uh, the tosos and dibra maskla al kol also points out that the words al kol alone are not the basis for a drasha because when it came to a nazir, we didn't darshan anything from the words alkal. It must be that it's from the, the, the phrase alkal nefesh. And uh, uh, over here also, we're dashing the drasha alkal nafshos, meaning by nazir we only dash alkal nefesh. So over here, by Kohen Gadol, it's alkal nafshos. It's that whole phrase of alkal nafshos that we're dashing from. I fractosis, but wait a second. We're about to see in a line or two from now that the Gemara is going to darshan the word nafshos. We're going to learn something else from the word nafshos. So it says Tosos, yeah, because it could have said alkal nefesh. Why does it say nafshos? It must be that it's written Belashon Rabin. It's written in the plural, so you can make two drashas. One drasha of alkal nefesh and another drasha because it's nafshos. It says nefesh multiple in uh, plural. So again, so alkal is lafuke rechokim. So the way Tosos understands that that means alkol nefesh by a coin gadol tells me a coin gadol is not allowed to be metame to rechokin. Meis from the word meis lafuke krovin. That tells me a coin gadol is not allowed to be metame to krovin. Nafshos lafuke revias dam sheyotzamishtei meisim. And nafshos tells me that uh, even a revias dam that come a revias haluk of dam that came from two separate meisim shemetame baohel. That such a revias dam is metame baohel. And a coin gadol is not allowed to be metame to even that. So we learn that even if the Revi's Dam came from Shtein Nefashos, he's not allowed to go into an Ohel that has Revi's Dam from Shtein Nefashos in order that it not be Metamehim. The Balaturim has a fascinating remez on this Pasuk that uh, the Balaturim writes on this Pasuk that all the letters in the Pasuk are Kful and Besofam. They're all doubled up at the end. That the Pasuk says, Al Kol Nafshos Meis. The last letter of each two words are doubled. Al-kol, or two lamets. 
Nafshos meis are two tavs, so you keep going. Lo yavo are two olives. Olives. La aviv limo are two vavs. Lo yitama are two olives. So says Balaturim. You see that uh, the Torah put a whole bunch of doubled uh, uh, letters in there to be meramis to the fact that even a, 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 a revias dam mishnei mason, even if it comes from two different mason, that it's uh, that it's mitame. So nice remez of the uh, of the Balaturim. Okay, so now we move on to the next mishnah. So now we're back to the halachos of a nazir and and particularly about the uh, the which tumos a nazir is megaleachan, meaning which tumos uh, destroys nazirus to the point that he's going to have to bring karbanos and start all over again, and it's going to be so sir all the previous days of his nazirus. So elu tumos a nazir megaleach. The following tumos a nazir has to be megaleach his hair when he becomes tahar, meaning a nazir becomes tame with these tumos has all of the dinim of a nazir tame that the Torah elaborates on there. He has to be megaleach his hair after the seven days of his tara, and it's so sir everything he's counted until this point, and he brings his uh, karbanos. Because the Torah says in Parshas Naso, "V'chiyomus meisalav b'peta pitom v'tame rosh nizrav v'gilach rosho biyom taraso biyom ashvii galchenu." That he becomes tummy to a mace. He waits seven days where he has hazas mechatas on yom shlishi yom shvii, meaning he has the paraduma uh, waters that are sprinkled on him on day three and seven. And once he's mitar on day uh, on, 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 on day seven on yom shvii, he's megaleach saaro. And then on day eight, he brings shtei sorim or shnei. Yona, one in Ola, one in Chatas, and then he begins his counting of Nazirus anew. And the initial days that he counted prior to having become Tame, they fall away. They don't count toward his Nazirus anymore. However, there are certain types of Tumus Minames that if a Nazir were to become Tame from them, he would not have to go through this process. He would not have to be Megalech. He would not have to bring Karbanos on the day of his Tare. It would not be so, sir, the previous Nazirus that he counted until this time, because it's doesn't say it says that's different than apparently we learn from here that the, that, that uh, in order for Nazir to go through this process he has to be metame to the tumults that, 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 that are considered that are considered that are considered the essence of the mace itself and even in uh, those tumults that the Nazir is not that he does not bring Korbanasan that are not so he's still going to need meaning there are types of tumma that are a, a tumas mace but are not unless it's not megaleachan so what happens if he becomes tame to Tumas Meis, but he's not Megaleach on it? So it doesn't ruin the days he's counted until now. He doesn't need Karbanos. He doesn't, right, he doesn't do Giluach, but he still needs the Efer Paraduma. He still needs to go through a seven-day Tara process. So even though these, those days of the seven-day Tara process are not so sad, the Nazirus, those days don't count toward the Nazirus. The seven days that he's going through the Tara process, when he was metame to a type of Tumah that ain't a Nazir Megaleach, a love, uh, don't count toward the counting of the days of his Nazirus. But anyway, Al Elu Tumos Hanazir Megaleach. The following tumos are the types of tumah that are considered from from atzmo shalmeis that a nazir would have to go through the giluach and it's so sir and he's got to bring the karbanos saalameis. First of all, if it's a whole dead body, right? If he's mitami himself to an entire dead body, val kezayis menameis. If he's mitami himself to a kezayis of basar from a dead body, val kezayis neitzel and a kezayis of neitzel. What's neitzel? So the Rishonim point out over here the the Rambam uh, in the Pirushim Shnayis and the Bartanur 
and others point out that Neitzel is the flesh of a dead body that is uh, that that has become uh, like a moisture that uh, when it when it rots that it's become like this gooey moist uh, substance. The uh, Almelot Tarvad Rekev and Melot Tarvad Rekev means a spoonful of the dirt of a decomposed uh, dead body after the moisture is already gone and on the spine and the skull of a mace, even though they don't have any basar on them whatsoever. Um, the uh, the, the, the uh, Gemara on Daphnon Bays is going to explain that if a Nazir's Megaleach when he becomes Tame to a Shidra on its own, and also when it comes to when he's metami to gulgolas bifneatzma, meaning is that what it means, or is it only shidra gulgolas? Meaning, the, 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 is it ala shidra viala gulgolas both, or ala shidra? Either al or al meaning are these two separate items on the list, or are these one item on the list of things that are Nazis Megaleachan? So that's going to be a discussion in the Gemara. Does it need to be the skull and the spine, or is it the skull or the spine? Al Aver Minames, on an entire Aver of a dead body, Val Aver Minachai, and even uh, an Aver Minachai, Sheesh Alav Basar Karatui, that if that Aver has enough flesh on it, that if it were still attached to the body, it might heal because it has enough flesh to still be able to heal. So then it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be metame. There is a girsa over here. The Tosa says a girsa not sheish alav basar karatui, but sheish alehem basar karatui. Because we just said two things. We said alever minames and alever minachai. So is what is sheish alav basar karatui going on? Is it only that the aver minachai needs to also have basar karatui in order to be metame? Or uh, both, even the Aver Menames needs to have Basar Karatui in order to be Matami. So, according to the gear so that we have in front of us, it's Al Aver Menames, Kama, and Al Aver Menachai, Sheishla Basar Karatui. Right? And Aver Menachai that has Basar. But Aver Menames doesn't need Basar. But according to Tulsa's gear so, it's Al Aver Menames, the Al Aver Menachai, and both of those, Sheishalei and Basar Karatui are only metame if they also have basar karatui, uh, which is interesting that the idea that an aver menachai that has basar karatui is metame, there's a tshuva in the marsham, in the chelik gimelson membase, kind of gross of a tshuva. He talks about a person who uh, a portion of his finger was cut off. Okay, that happens sometimes, you know, that a person has some sort of accident, right? And, uh, you know, he's, uh, my grandfather, Zechron Levracha, had such a thing. He, uh, he, he made clothing, so he, uh, he was was uh, working in a factory and his pinky got cut off and he said he brought it to the hospital and they sewed it back on. They were able to get it uh, so for, for the rest of his life. He wasn't able to bend his pinky. He didn't feel any pain at the tip of his pinky. But, uh, but this case in the Marsham was not, uh, was not that. What happened was his finger, a piece of his finger fell off and it was years that the person just kept it at home. He just kept the, uh, the, the limb because he figured that after he dies he wants it buried with him. He doesn't want the limb to be buried separate. So he kept it with him. So then he realized is that you know he's a very hospitable person. He, he's always having guests at his house, and he has kohanim at his house all the time. And here he's got an aver menachai that's uh, that's in a box, that's in his closet. So uh, you know he doesn't have a skeleton in his closet, but he's got a he's got he's got a finger in his closet. So he wants to know: is he allowed to uh, is is he allowed to have a, a, a kohen visit his house? So uh, so the marsham points out that when the busser dries up, so the case was that the busser didn't disappear; it just dried up and became brittle, became hard like a, like a rock. So the, the, he points out that 
it's a Mishnah Meseches Nida, Dafnun Dalal and Beis, and it's Paskin by the Rambam in Tumas Meis, that even if it's Yavish Kicheres, it's still Metame. Right? Sometimes you learn Mishnah, it's like that, you're like, okay, when's that ever going to come up? Like Halach and Lamaisa. But you never know. So, uh, so it's, uh, it's still, it's still Metame, even if it's Yavish Kicheres. And it doesn't make a difference if it's Avram and Achai or Avram and Ames. Either way, but he says that there's one eight. So what you could do is you could put it in a very large box that has memsa and uh, tell everybody in your house that no one is ever allowed to take this pinky, or I'm assuming it's pinky, this finger out of this uh, out of this box unless you take the entire box out of the house. So you don't have the self tumalatzes that the whole house is going to become tummy because they don't need to have the tumma come out in order to uh, to get it out of the house. So uh, and they put a sign on the box that no- nothing may be removed from this box. Normally you put a sign on the box, nothing may be removed from this box, a guarantee someone's going to open the box and try to... But uh, nothing may be removed from, uh, from this box, and when you put such a sign on the box, so then uh, it's not, you don't have soft tumulatzes, then you could hang on to that finger for, uh, for... You could hang on with all your nine fingers to that, uh, to that finger for as long as, uh, as long as you'd like. Okay, so that's Avram and Achai, Sheishel of Basar Karatwi, another type of tumma that a Nazir is, so bones that come from Rov Binyano or Rov Minyano Shel Hames. It's got to be at least a Chatzikav. Rov Binyano, binyano mean the uh, the bones that are the, the majority of the height of the mace, which is the uh, the shok and and and, and yerech, the uh, thigh and the uh, and the uh, and the shok, whatever, however you define uh, shok. But it's got to be two and one, either shteirechayim v'shok echad or and that's called Rov Binyano because uh, the uh, the Kol Binyano is Shukayim Yerechayim and Slos and the Shidra. So anyway, so that's Rov Binyano. But either way, Chatsi Kav that come from Rov Binyano or Rov Binyano Val Chatsi Log Dam or a half a log of Dam that comes from a mace is also Metame. Now the truth is a revised log of Dam that comes from a mace is Metame Ba'ol. That's a Beferish Mishnah in Mesechas Alos. But another is not megaleach on a revis halog. The nazir is only megaleach on a chazi logdam. Shirim aralach and Moshe Misinai tells us points out. So this is one of those examples of you can have it something that's tumas meis. If it's a revis dam in a meis, it is tumas meis. And uh, he needs Hazar Shlishi Shvi. He became Tami Tumes, but it's not so soon in Zeros. It doesn't ruin the days that he counted until that point. He's not going to have to do Giluach. He's not going to have to bring Karbanos. But if it's a Chatsi Logdam, then it is so soon in Zeros. And Al Maga'an, in all of these uh, types of Tumah, Al Maga'an, Al Masa'an, Va'alahilan. If you touch them, if you carry them without touching them, or if you're Ma'ahil on them, or they are Ma'ahil on you, or you're in the same Ohel as them, in all of those uh, types of Transmission of tuma, it's enough to be megaleachan. The uh, Rambam points out, except for the Melot Tavred Rek of Menames, it's metame only b'masa ba'ol, but not b'magba, because the Melot Tavred Rek of you can never be touching the entire Melot Tavred Rek of. It's a, it's it's a, it's like sand. It's a bunch of different little pieces. So you can't be touching all of it at the same time. So that's why you'll never have magao of below tarvid rekev. So val etzim kisaura al magao val masao. And in those is also megaleach on an etzim kisaura of a mace, but only if he touches it or carries it, but not by being in the same ol. That's the shaila we discussed uh, many times. Going to the dentist when he's using uh, bone, uh, you know, real uh, bone. 
for, uh, for implants. So can you even go into the dentist's office if he has that kind of material in his office? So it's an atzim kisa'ora, not metame, but ohel. Okay, can you actually use it on the Kohen's mouth? Uh, is that considered mago'o, maso'o? How much is he actually using? Sa'ora is a very tiny uh, amount. So that's what the post and contemporary post can discuss, that the way they make it, it's broken down and it's mixed with other ingredients. It's not just that they, you know, uh, take a, you know, they, they hack a bone off of a dead body and stick it in your mouth. There's some sort of process that it goes through, some sort of breakdown that it goes through. So there, there are all sorts of kulas. Okay, so now the Mishnah explains the Nazar became st- that becomes tamei with any of these types of tumas. So what does he do? So he's, he has to be megaleach all of his hair on the seventh day of his tara process. He needs a hazah shlishi shvi in order to be mitar himself. They take the hair for paraduma and they sprinkle on him on day three, day seven. And whatever days of his naziris, however deep into the days of his naziris he is all of that disappears and you pretend he hasn't counted any Naziris yet and he can't begin his, his new count of Naziris until he goes to the Mekvei's Metar himself after the Azov the Mechatas and he brings his Karbanos on day 8 meaning if he has Azash so he goes to the Mekvei and then day 8 he brings his, uh, his Karbanos so then he can begin his new minion of, uh, of Nazirus. So now the Gemara brings a Brisa that uh, the Misa that's brought in the Brisa will explain uh, the uh, Resha of, uh, of our Mishnah. So the Brisa tells us the following Misa. After Rabbi Meir had uh, passed away, so all of his Talmidim were out of the yeshiva. They didn't have the yeshiva. Um, so I guess it didn't work like it does nowadays, where you just the, the son becomes the Rosh Yeshiva or whatever. They appoint a, a new uh, Rosh Yeshiva. So they were looking for, uh, for a new Rebbe. So Amalan Rabbi Yehuda, Talmid of Rabbi Yehuda already was figuring that there's going to be an increase in, uh, in uh, uh, applications to his yeshiva because all the Talmidim of Rabbi Meir are going to want to come to his yeshiva. So Rabbi Yehuda told this Talmidim, that I don't want Talmud Rameir in my base medrash, because they're a bunch of kantaranin. They're argumentative. They're just here to, to drive me nuts. They're not here to learn Torah. They're here only to try to show that they're smarter than me, to try to outsmart me in, uh, in halachos. Meaning the style of Rameir was with a tremendous charifos. The style of Rabbi Yehuda was with, with the tremendous metinus that Rabbi Yehuda had a certain sense of uh, of taking things slowly and of thinking about things. Rameir was very very sharp. It was always so. Uh, so Rabbi Yehuda thought that all they're going to do is they're going to come to the yeshiva. Their whole style is a completely different style of learning, and they're just going to try to show that they're sharper than me, that they're smarter than me. It's very difficult to say that the Talmud of Rameir are literally kantanarinhein, meaning that that's literally what their goal was in learning, and that they would only come to learn lekavcheni balachos. More because why is that? difficult to say because there's stiras all over Shas about learning Torah Shalol Deshma, right? The Gemara Mesech Pesachim says that learning Torah is good, you should do it because if uh, you learn enough Torah Shalol ultimately you'll learn Torah Lishma as well. But then there are other Gemaras in Tainus and elsewhere where the Gemara says, no, if you learn Torah Shalol Lishma that's, uh, that's like poison, it's going to kill you if you learn Torah Shalol it's the worst thing in the world. So Tosus raises the question, well, which is it? Should you be learning Torah Shalol Shema? Or do we say learning Torah Shalol Shema is a very bad idea and that it's a samavas, that it's something that's uh, destructive? So the way that, uh, that Tosus understands, Tosus writes, 
in Mesachas Brachos, that, that because the, the Gemara Brachos says, anyone who does Shalom Shema is Noach Lo Shalom Nivra. Better not to exist if uh, things are Shalom Shema. So, uh, so, so that's what uh, Tosus writes that uh, that, that uh, if it's Lekanter, then it's the bad kind of Shalom Shema. If it's just you want to get covered, that you learn Torah because you know that people are going to respect someone who's knowledgeable and they'll stand up for you when you walk into a room and things like that. So that's not good, but it's the good kind of Shloshma. It's the kind of Shloshma that's worth learning, even though that happens to be the person's goal. Ultimately, that won't be the person's goal anymore. But if a person is trying the Kantar, he's just, he's Kantarnarin, whatever Rabbi Yehuda accused the Tamidur mayor of being, that would be very terrible. Then it's better for them not to learn at all. So it's difficult to take this literally that they are, that they're Rishayim Gemurim and that, uh, you know, their whole, uh, you know, their whole uh, uh, idea of learning is just the Kantar. So in Sefer Hasidim, you Writes that anyone who learns the Kantar is a Russia Gamur, and uh, that's where we say the Gemara Titan stuff Zion that it becomes a Sama Mavas. So that's what uh, must be that what we're saying is that the general uh, Mahalich in Limud of Rabbi Meir was, uh, was with sharpness, the general Mahalich of Rabbi Yehuda was with a certain sense of Matinos, and Rabbi Yehuda had it was turned off by that uh, style of learning. He thought that there was a Midamashahu of uh, of, of Lakanter. Not that that was their entire uh, entire goal, but that he thought it just wouldn't stim with uh, with what he was trying to accomplish in his yeshiva. So he said, we don't want any of them uh, to be any of the Talmud Rameir to come into this yeshiva. Dachak Sumchus Venichlas. Sumchus managed to, uh, to, to, to wiggle his way in to Rabbi Yehuda's yeshiva. Sumchus was the Talmud Muvhak of, uh, of Rabbi Meir. So, so he came into Rabbi Yehuda's base message. So Amr Lahem, Sumchus told Rabbi Yehuda and his Talmudim, Kachshanali Rameir. He says, you know, let me share with you a Mishnah that Rameir taught. You have to realize, before Rabbi Yehuda Nasi was Masad to the Mishnahis, each Tana had their own set of Mishnahis, right? They had their Rabbi Yehuda Nasi compiled and put together whatever he thought made the most sense. Of uh, you know of all the different traditions of the Mishnayos, so Sumcha says, ah, here's the Mishnah the way Rabbi Meir taught it. Al elu tumas anazim megaleach alameis valkezayis minameis. That the first two items on the list of what anazim megaleach on are a mace and a kezayis minameis, which by the way is our girsa. Rabbi Yehuda didn't have such a girsa; he just had al kezayis minameis. He didn't have alameis because the din that you megaleach on a mace shalim you can learn from a kalvachomer uh, from a kezayis minameis. And if anazim megaleach on a kezayis minameis, then kalvachomer. So Rabbi Yudha didn't have that line, Alameis. Uh, of course, Rabbi Yudha, Rabbi Yudha got angry at his Talmidim. How do you allow this guy into my base marriage? I told you, I don't want any of Rabbi Meir's Talmidim here. Vamalan, he said, Lo this is exactly why I told you I don't want them in the base Madrash. And even though uh, Sumchus maybe didn't say this, uh, so Sumchus also was, uh, said this just to drive me nuts, just to be Mitzar me. And the Raya that he's only coming to cause Mitzar is that you don't need to say that in Nazis Megaleach al because we know that from a Kalvachomer. Al Gazayis Menamis Megaleach al local chicane. If you could be Megaleach, if he has to be Megaleach on a Gazayis Menamis, then for sure he's going to have to be Megaleach on a Mace Shalim. So I'm Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi, 
who overheard this conversation said, "If I am, uh, you know, uh, uh, if I'm quiet right now and I don't respond to Rabbi Yehuda's kasha on Rabbi Meir's girsa on the Mishnah, Yomru the Talmidim are going to say Meir Shachav that Rabbi Meir has already died, so he's not able to defend himself. Yehuda kaas and Rabbi Yehuda got angry, and therefore we don't know if his uh, taina is even a good taina because Kivin Shabbat Adam lechal kas he's bali de taus. That's what uh, the Gemara tells us." Uh, Elsewhere, that when a person gets angry, they make mistakes, and no one's going to know. And Yossi Shasak, and they're going to say that uh, Rabbi Yossi was quiet and didn't say anything. So Torah, Matei Allah, who's going to then explain the Torah? I mean, Rabbi Meir's not here to defend himself. Rabbi Yehuda has gone, uh, you know, has gotten angry, so we don't know if we can trust exactly what he's saying. So if I don't, uh, if I'm not assertive at this point and try to step up and say something, then what's going to be? So I'm Rabbi Yossi. So Rabbi Yossi therefore defended the Mishnah, Rabbi Meir's version of the Mishnah, and it says, that when it says mace, that's to tell me that even a mace that doesn't have a kazayas basar, like a tiny nafel that's uh, very weak, that doesn't have any, that's very skinny, that doesn't even have a kazayas basar, even though, so that, that to me, you're not going to be able to learn from a kalvachomer, from Kazayis Basa, that if he's allowed to be meta- if he's if he's uh, uh, not if if he's megaleach on 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 tumah Kazayis Basa and Kavuchomer may shalim. No, it's not a Kavuchomer anymore because uh, may shalim may not have a Kazayis Basa. So that's how uh, Rabbi Yossi defends the shita or the girsa of Rameir. Bezalel will continue that conversation tomorrow. Everyone have a wonderful day.